Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. You've had a real long day. Nothing good is on the radio. So let's talk your troubles away. Just a couple of guys trying to analyze the things we do and see. Play a game or two, maybe an interview. Oh, what a place to be! It's a good day for a good time with a good hang. It's a good day for a good time with a good hang. What a good way! What a good sign! What a good thing! It's a good day for a good time with good hang. Good afternoon, John. Hello. Good afternoon, Nathan. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm not sure why the formal start. It feels like it's been a while since we've like had a proper, like, uh, sit down conversation. Well, I think yeah. I.e. podcast. <laughs> Pretty much. That's what you're talking about. But it's also like. Because of uh, uh, technical limitations, we're sitting like really close to each other and face to face. Yeah, which is weird. luckily there's a laptop in between us. I mean, something. we're usually face. We're not like looking away from each other when we record. Yeah, we're generally a little bit further. <laughs> like this, I feel very close. I can feel your COVID from here. I can sit. I can sit a little further. If you no, it's fine. Okay, it's fine. I'm actually quite comfortable. <laughs> but that's what led to the formality. Is what I'm saying. I feel like we're sitting down to like some kind of Japanese dinner. Right. Like some. Yeah, that is true. Of the right? cross legs and everything. All I need is like to put a pit underneath this table. A pit would be cool. Yeah. Like, probably be a lot. But I feel like that's not that's not that's probably not super traditional, right? Like I don't know. you know like those places where like it's a it's like a yeah. table and then they put a pit below it so yeah. that you don't have to cross your legs. I've seen that a lot in the Philippines. Do they have that here in Singapore as well? Um I don't I can't recall if I've seen it in Singapore. Yeah. I've definitely seen it in like the States. Yeah, you're just not flexible enough to handle it. Yeah. And like I think it's also something because like 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 um when we're in primary school mm-hmm. in in most parts of Asia I believe mm-hmm. everyone crosses their legs on the floor. Yeah. Um but then apparently that's a thing that a lot of like westerners can't do. Like not properly unless like they go for yoga classes Isn't and shit. Is it backwards? Cuz I feel like in America we sit cross-legged, you know, we call it Indian style, terrible really? moniker. Yeah. And but we don't squat or something. Oh. So like I can sit on the on my butt on the ground for like hours. But. I forgot who it was, but it was someone that like told me that they're not used to like. I think I was in the U.S. I was in the uh-huh. U.S. and like someone was saying that they're not used to sitting like, um, like. I, I see now. I want to call it <laughs> cross-legged legs akimbo. Yeah, legs akimbo. <laughs> legs akimbo would be together. That would you mean like on your knees? No, that's okay. Wait, akimbo means because akimbo right it means two, but it also means like straight. But when so, people like, do this, guns akimbo, they say. They say arm akimbo when 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 your arms are crossed like this. Oh, now I don't know because yeah. I always hear akimbo when you have like dual pistols. Mm. See, now I don't know anymore. I feel like I I have like interestingly misappropriated the use of that word. But surely akimbo is a Japanese word, so it all comes. <laughs> <laughs> and the, but the Japanese sit on their knees. Even oh though wait, start- no, not all, every picture of arms akimbo <laughs> looks like this. There you go. That's that's, that's hands on waist. The Superman pose. Yeah, that's one of the Superman pose. Yeah. Well, this is just crossing your elbow. I've never heard that as arms akimbo. Color me wrong. <laughs> eh, wouldn't be the first time. Won't be the last time. It's all good. Yeah. Um, hey, guys. Sorry for missing last week. Oh, busy, busy times. Yeah, what were you up to? Oh, my God. I don't think I even had time to ask you, like, 
what yeah like what happened i haven't week? seen you since the last time we recorded a podcast yeah weird yeah uh, i started a new i won't say start a new job but i started new we thing live together at my job <laughs> yes technically uh no i started teaching um because of after phase two part two mm. basically a lot of time when we were locked down and couldn't leave the house and couldn't do classes and stuff it was planning for classes right and then as soon as we could have classes it's like go <laughs> so i'm like the uh, main thing that's taking up my time is oh like yeah because school's classes. back in yeah exactly well right. schools are out uh or students are out so they're coming to us for classes right for but summer school s- but basically. school's back in now so what starting happens to now? starting to oh we have mostly international kids got it. so they don't start in for another month or two got it got it, got so it. yeah i'm teaching kids how to do improv and unlike last time uh First of all, I don't teach 40 kids. Yeah. I teach eight. It's more specialized. Exactly. And they actually and they, want, they want to, to be, be there. there. <laughs> so that's a big deal. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's good. It's good. It's just, it's it's weird because I feel like a real normal person now because I have to be at the office by wow. 9 o'clock. Do you have like a staff pass and everything? No, I just have a key. Got it. But same sort of deal. Yeah. Yeah. And then after but you got, like, you got like your own classroom and everything? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got a classroom. Come on down. 62B, South Bridge Road. It's the improv company. Come check it out. Uh, oh, they go there to do. They come to us, yeah, yeah. Right. Us, I thought cool. you were doing like a school thing. Oh right? no, 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 no. Understood. Oh, understood. I hear, I hear. I was like, yeah, no, yeah, no, no. no. They come to us, which is kind of cool. Uh, but yeah, I do that from nine to twelve, and afterwards I do class planning, and then I saw. Oftentimes, I'll teach another class at night, and then I had some photography gigs. See, so, this is where you're whoo, getting it so wrong, busy. John. You don't plan for improv class. I, I know. <laughs> I know. Sometimes I just you show gotta up. gotta go with the flow, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes I just go to a space, start doing stuff, and see who comes here, and yeah. I'll just ask him. This yeah. is improv. Attendance is also improvised. Yeah. Then people try to mime money, and then I slap them. <laughs> I actually slap them. I'm like, no, no, no. The one Children. Thing we don't use object work is money. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, it's awesome to hear. See, I feel kind of bad, because like I literally just came from a staycation. Not bad. Where'd you, where'd you go? <laughs> I didn't even know that. That's, that's why. No, like, it, was just, it was just last night, and like I, I just checked out, like, an hour ago. Okay. Um, was it in the city? Was it kind of removed from the city? It was at Fullerton Bay Hotel. That sounds nice. Because mm-hmm. um, it's the first time I have ever used my uh, like my my like, I've ever played like the yeah the celebrity Hi. card. Do you know who I am? Not so Give much. Give me a that. room. Not so much that. It's just that I did a gig there. Yeah, yeah I remember. A few months ago. And then, like, uh, spoke to the manager and everything, and he was like, you know, if anything, give me a call. Oh. And you know, that's something that that you hear quite a lot in this in this scene. You'll give me a call, let me know, and I never take anybody up on that offer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like, I don't know, I feel like I'll owe them something. You know, I, I need to break that down separately yeah. myself. But <laughs> I never want to like trouble them, so I I, I never reach out. Yeah, because you are a people pleaser like me. Yeah, I don't know what it is. I just never reach out. But then with this thing. He was like, you know, if you ever uh, um, uh, want to stay here, I'd love to have you back and everything. So he was quite specific, which helps. Yeah, but it was As opposed to like, well, if you need anything. Yeah, yeah. It was months ago. Uh-huh. Um, and I took him up on that offer. Nice. had a little staycation with my, with my partner. Was and nice. it was uh, very indulgent. I can imagine. Yeah. I mean, I, like, I think I split the difference where I didn't ask for like a free room. Yeah, I was yeah, just yeah. like, can I book a room with you? So he just gave me like a discount. Okay. So, you know, I don't feel that bad. Yeah. Well, come on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not, not at this point. It's just like, okay, you exactly. booked a room. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I got a room. I booked a room went for a vacation. You got a little bit of a discount. Someone could have gotten like, you know, some kind of the website and got the same thing you did, basically. <laughs> okay. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. Probably not. Uh, I lightly played the celebrity card. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. Uh, played it on the river. Um, but um, it was extremely indulgent. Like, I think I took like three baths. Nice. 
and like two showers. Nice. Like just because, you know, just because sure. like you know, the uh, the apartment we live in is nice. Yeah. But you can attest to it when I say that the shower, my Your shower is not the best. My mine either sh- is mine. Well, yours is at least a tub. Yeah. You know, you have space to move your arms and wash your head. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, okay, yeah. Like, I need to, like, move sideways and, like, kind of stretch my arm out the other way. Is it really that bad shit? Okay. It's it's because I'm a taller person. You're a taller guy, yeah. And, like, my shoulder, you know, I'm, I'm fairly broad. Yeah, I'm not yeah, a yeah. narrow human. You have a wingspan. Yeah. Um, if I were like twenty percent larger, there's no way no I way. could use yeah. that shower. That's how tight it is in the home shower. So when, when like I'm in this crazy ass hotel room huh. where you can fit like a, like a small orgy in a shower, <laughs> it's amazing. And especially when they have like the 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 the, the rain rain shower. Oh, that's the best. Ooh, though though I actually find that it's, I find I'm craning my neck. Yeah. Because if if you just stand straight, it just hits you in the eye. So you have to do one of these. You have to like bend your neck forward. I didn't pay that much attention to my physicality. It's also a real first world problem. But uh <laughs> Oh no, I feel like I just came from like a first world vortex. <laughs> like it's insane. Like you just kind of need to accept it for what it is and just indulge for a little bit, you know. Yep. Like um Yeah, it was just nice to be in that mode mm-hmm. even if it was for 24 hours mm-hmm. to just be in that kind of like hedonistic almost just like do whatever the just fucking for sure like sleep in like go to the pool uh a lot of aquatic stuff yeah are you do you finally feel clean like for the first time in years (laughs) (laughs) no i still shower thoroughly um but yes i do feel very like uh 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 like hydrated i guess from the outside (laughs) you do look hydrated your skin looks um glowy yeah, but that was my last 24 hours, so I'm sorry to hear that you've been working. No, no, no. Well, to be fair, <laughs> all of whatever was May and June was like nothing. Yeah. I think I beat Civilization Six. I You can't even do that. I'm officially sick of it, though, which is kind of nice. Oh, you're sick of yeah, Civilization yeah. Six. I haven't played in like a week. I'm like, yeah. Every time I don't play it, I feel good. I'm like, yes. <laughs> but yeah, no, I'm working hard, teaching a lot. It's you know, pretty good. I haven't gamed in a really long time. That's I, I've mm-hmm. noticed that that's something in my life that's kind of just stopped happening mm. like as soon as soon as you got your new xbox it's weird isn't it yeah like it's it's almost like like it's almost like it's very strange to say but like i need to put effort into like gaming yeah you have to like make the time you mean yeah it's very strange to say, and like I know, like I just got like like we just went from like first world to like the like the second level of the first first world, world deeper almost. first world, it's like, yeah. It's like sub first world. It's insane <laughs> how 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 it's going. But like, or maybe I'm just not phrasing it the right way. But like, gaming to me used to be like a very organic way yeah. to de-stress, mm-hmm. a very organic way to like like wrap up the day. Yeah, you know, same same same. Put in some so like a couple like a like thirty minutes or an hour or two of some random ass game. But recently, like, I just don't do it. Mm. Like, it's just no longer a part of the routine. So whenever I do play video games, it's almost always, like, me telling myself, like... Um, you should play. I'm going to try this game, <laughs> you know, as opposed to, like, automatic sit down, and, like... I think that's good. I think I that's better. I... I, I I think I'm just saying that I miss playing video games. Yeah. It's like, cause, cause it, it was a very delightfully social for thing sure. to do, especially for during sure. the pandemic. Like, yeah, yeah, especially, yeah. Sorry, especially during phase one and two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it was a very delightfully social thing. And then I realized, like, oh, shit. Like, I haven't spoken to, like, those friends in a very long time. <laughs> <laughs> like, six, seven months almost. Lost because I just haven't gamed regularly. Mm. 
um yeah it's like i guess it's just one of those things like maybe like as you get older like the elements of your life that slough off i guess so you know i guess so i i think there's a transition where like when you're in your teens and 20s you like play gaming almost like competitively like you want to win then it becomes like a de-stressor like where i'm at now i'm just waiting for a really good triple a game to come out that i can play solo player i don't really care about multiplayer <laughs> my competitive phase i know yours is counter-strike yeah counter-strike um yeah. my competitive phase and a bit of overwatch in your later years yeah Um, resurgence (laughs) my competitive phase was with guitar hero ah yeah straight up because and maybe this is an ego thing but the first time i played that game at my friend's house i was like i thought i would be better at this yeah considering the fact that i'm the only musician in this room yeah it's like this is not c major i thought i'd be better at this and i hated that i wasn't so like i went to practice but Because obviously it's very different from playing a real guitar, but there's a big rhythmical element, right? Or it's is it, is closer it, or is to playing the too? drums. It's, it's, it's closer it, yeah, to playing the like the bongos almost. It's closer to playing a percussive instrument than it is to playing the guitar. Yeah. Um, unless you're you're playing the guitar one, the Rocksmith or something like that. I can't Rock remember which band? game. No, I think it was called Rocksmith. Where it was like, is it closer to like, is there like more It was literally a six string guitar. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah. You were essentially playing heard. a six string guitar into a video game. Like, yeah. so, you know. Legit, I think my favorite one, one of my favorite games of all time, or certainly the one to play like multiplayer or co op, or like with people, Rock Band Beatles. I still, I still want it. I want it. <laughs> I want to play it again. <laughs> Such a cool game. Like, good luck finding like the peripherals. Oh, super hard. Yeah. In like a decent enough quality, I, I feel it. like people just dump those wherever. Yeah. What did I have? I had it for one system. Wii. It must have been Wii, but I almost like don't remember owning a Wii. I definitely owned a Wii. Like my family, like I didn't own a Wii. My family owned a Wii. Sure. Because, like, you know, it was cool. Yeah, yeah, you play tennis. Play <laughs> tennis. I get that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm waiting for more. It's weird that there aren't more of those games for VR. Like, uh, yeah. Really? There aren't? There's there's a one drum game, which is only in demo, but it's awesome. Right. I think it's Drum Smash or something, but right. it feels pretty legit. I mean, I guess because like they're doing other music things with VR that are like a lot more dynamic like as opposed what? to just like do 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 you know pressing a button and do do yeah, do yeah yeah like like uh, saber oh beat yeah, saber yeah, yeah, yeah. like beat but, saber yeah, it's, but it's I, technically I, the same thing where it's percussive it's just yes. that you're doing a lot more but I want to feel like I'm making the music like that's the that's what I like right from rock band because I'm never gonna be a musician <laughs> right yeah I guess then it, like you would need like a separate peripheral because the so. controller doesn't offer a lot of like yeah. button options yeah I mean, it works well for drumming because it's yeah. yeah so that works super well that guy the the developer of that game should finish it because it's awesome yeah I just need to like. Slowly get gaming back in my life. I Do miss it. my I miss my gaming friends. Do it. I miss like, just like talking to sh- talking shit on Discord. You can just do that it's when you play while. single player, or like when you play like board games. You should do that. Like fuck you, Chibai. <laughs> just get on Discord. reverse <laughs> Uno, red. Um, fuck you. But yeah, so uh, I, f- I forgot what I was gonna say, but I'm going to clumsily. Uh, tumble into something that i wanted to talk about oh yeah he actually prepped me for this one <laughs> yeah i want i want to clumsily tumble into something that i want to talk about and mind you i just i just briefed you very quickly on yeah like he just topic. said think about this topic I was yeah like, oh, I, I briefed you very quickly on a topic and i want to let you know that i don't have a lot either i okay. just i'm genuinely curious about this topic and i want to break it down um and i want to like just understand it a little better just let's between the two of us stumble into it yeah, yeah. stumble into it i want to preface this by saying that you know um, 
we are just trying to understand the topic right now. Like, I like just trying to. We're just a couple of guys yeah. trying to analyze. We're just trying to break it down. The world so, or whatever. You know, don't. Uh, cancel us for any stray thoughts. Oh that, no! Yeah, don't cancel us for any stray thoughts that might. You know, we're gonna try bring it back home to what we think about the whole thing as much as possible by the end of it. I'm curious about how many people said, "Please don't cancel us." That actually got canceled. I feel, <laughs> I feel like it's a worthy enough defense. We're like saying, "Come on, we're aware." But even then, it, it, I feel like you're building up to be something bad. No, okay, to be okay. fair, it's it because, might because I haven't yeah, heard your full story. Because it's a dicey conversation. Ah, I see what you did there, dicey. <laughs> It's a dicey com. Anytime you involve like culture. culture and like race into any conversation, I understand that like perspectives matter. Of course, and we are speaking from very privileged perspectives. Yes. So whatever we have to say about this matter, we're just trying to understand it a little better. Yes. So, uh, you know, I apologize in advance for anything that I might say that might offend. I hope that you understand that it comes from a place of me trying to, you know. Just thought experiment a little bit with, mm-hmm. with, with, with you, John. Um, so, yes, I'm going to stop beating around the bush. The topic I want to talk about is cultural appropriation in food. Food specifically. Food which I find specifically. Interesting. Food specifically, cultural appropriation in food. Of course, we can branch out to the other parts. For of sure. It. But I wanted to talk about this because a few days ago, I think, um, a story came out um, about a cafe. Uh-huh. In Singapore. In Singapore. And specifically in Bukit Timah. Okay. Oh, wait, no, sorry. This wasn't a few days ago. This was um, a full month ago. Okay. And I'm stupid. Um, <laughs> Still news. <laughs> At least it wasn't like, oh, 2017. I hate that. Yeah. No, I'm like, check this out. It's super old. Oh, okay. no, this was, this was like, a, like a few weeks ago, which uh-huh. by today's standards is yeah. ages. Everyone's forgotten about it, but we're beating a dead horse. Let's, let's go. Let's try. Um, so a, uh, a Bukit Timah cafe called The Ritual... Ritual. Uh, they put up the they, they 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 had a new menu item. Is this related to the gym? Because I feel like the gym's got a really good. I have no idea. I, they have phrase. the same name, but I have no idea what, if they're related. Uh. Probably not, because um, that'd be confusing. Anyway, already confused. This cafe put up a new menu item. Mm-hmm. Um, they ba- they basically made their own version of nasi padang. Okay. They made their own version of nasi padang. And oh, they call it like healthy or something. I'm guessing. Yeah. So yeah. here is the uh, where where things get a little bit strange. On the Instagram caption, they put available for delivery and pickup the ritual nasi padang without the nasties. Oh yeah, was this only a month ago? Yeah. I feel like it was longer than that. But yeah, I remember reading about this a little bit. Yeah, eat guilt free, really. Plus, have a taste of travel. You know. So <clears throat> that's the thing that came up, and many people were. You know, of course, not happy with the phrasing, uh, yeah. with the use of the word. Uh, you know, ca- you know, phrasing it, calling it nasty or whatever. Um, and then it goes into this deeper conversation about mm-hmm. like, like um, majority races constantly framing like ethnic food mm-hmm. or like you know Malayan Indian food specifically uh-huh. as unhealthy, yeah, and ha- it having a negative connotation and all of that. Um, and this. Shining example by this cafe as a, uh, I mean, this this thing by this cafe as a shining example of like colonialism it's, in food. Yeah, microaggressions, like, the yeah, whole thing. Things like that. And I just wanted to like break it down a little bit because I have mm-hmm. my problems with, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. With, with, this, with this specific story, but I also have problems with some of the responses mm-hmm. because my main problem with this story is their use of copywriting, really. Okay, like, yeah. It's the, it, like the literal copy 
yeah, the writing it's like, of the copy, not like it's copywritten. <laughs> yeah, it's it's like the writing of the copy of like you know nasi badang without the nasties. It's it's a little dumb. Doesn't rhyme. <laughs> <laughs> like nasty badang. Nasty, what are you trying to say? Nasty, like what is it? Nasty, like, <laughs> like where's the through line? Honestly, um, it, like you're just bringing up this very powerful word all of a sudden. Yeah. Um, without getting in too much. That pisses me off already. Just the nasty. That's that's just a dumb phrase. It's a dumb slogan. It's yeah. dumb. That already pisses yeah. me off so much. But okay. Um, I don't agree with the copywriting, mm-hmm. but I didn't specifically have a problem with the, the concept. With the concept, mm-hmm. and this is where like I'm afraid that my thoughts might be dangerous. Mm-hmm. That's why I want to break it down. It's worth talking about, you know, because I think it's okay that a place wanted to make a healthier version of a local dish. Same, you know, because what is food if not a constant evolution agreed what is like yeah what is food if not just like a mix and match of like different things and like uh uh, different perspectives and travel and experience and techniques you know yeah um so i don't have a problem with the core idea of wanting to offer a more health conscious version of a uh very uh you know, it's rice and meat, and yeah, it's, 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 it's very like, hearty. Yeah, it's not like a salad, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. But they're attempting to make a healthier version of that, and I don't hate that concept. Mm-hmm. I don't like how they phrased it mm-hmm. and how they copywrote it. Agreed. Um, because mostly because it's, it's stupid, just dumb. Mostly because it's stupid, it's I, and I bad. get that it's also like offensive. But that wasn't the first thought that I had. Like, it took me like a second, and that's my privilege speaking. Yeah, it took me a second to dive into like, oh, that is. That could be offensive, but my first thought was that it's stupid. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, um, okay. Well, let's let's okay. Let's get into it a bit. Yeah. Um, so when we talk about specifically about cultural appropriation, we talk about people from a culture taking something from a culture without trying to respect it and then understand it and then trying to make monetary gains off of it. Usually, yes. Especially when you're talking about a business, yes, uh, or some kind of gains of some kind, yes. So, but then again, it's like who owns this thing? Because nasi padang, I mean, I'm not. It's Indonesian. It's Indonesian, right? It means rice of the field or something. <laughs> <laughs> so I said it and then I backed off. I wasn't <laughs> sure. What does padang mean? You know what? I don't even. I'm pretty I, sure I'm, it has something to do with that. I think I remember. I'm gonna that from prove how like how fucking like stupid I am by there not actually go. knowing. I always thought that it was a place. That was my I, that was my understanding. Yeah, I don't know. I think I vaguely remember something about <laughs> Anthony Bourdain saying that. Right. That it's, it translates to that. But yeah, Nathan's looking it up. Um, yeah, like my understanding of it, mm-hmm. like at, at least like what I thought it was, was that it is a type of uh, a, a rice dish from this place called Padang. Okay. I don't know if that's right. Um, it might not be. Let's just, let's, that, just, let's just stop it. It's an Indonesian dish. Is that not, is that not a common Bahasa word? Padang? Yeah. Um, I guess. Gosh, we're so dumb right now. I mean, I, I have no excuse, really. The fact that I grew up... <laughs> oh, this is terrible. In Malay, view, look. Yeah, I mean, padang look makes sense. Like, means field. Oh, okay. Nailed it. Wow. Uh, boom. Like a iron vice, my brain. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, so it's like it's it's like hearty food. It's like one of those meals that you eat at the beginning of the day, so you have fuel to hit the farms or whatever. Um, so it makes sense that it's rich in calories. You know what I mean? It has lots of food protein to get you through the day. Yeah. And then, but my first point is is that who owns this dish? Fa- safe to safe to say that if you're Indonesian, like if you're Indonesian, can you claim ownership over it? This is where the conversation gets interesting. It and gets just a little wonky. A bit. Well, I don't know if it gets wonky. It's more of just like, 
it depends on where you stand on the side of like, is food something that any race can take ownership, like true, complete ownership of? Because I'm not saying owner, like, of course, a culture can say that, of like they 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 um originated and have this like um rich history with this food mm-hmm. but true ownership like the same way how i might have ownership over a master song and no yeah. one else can 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 touch it unless they get Legally my permission to remix it yeah you know i don't believe that any culture has that much ownership over any one dish because that's not how food has historically worked yeah it's not like even like mcdonald's didn't have ownership over a hamburger so even if you took <laughs> Sure. I, or whatever. <laughs> That's a weird example. Well, I'm, like, it's more like Chinese yeah. people. Can you imagine if Chinese people like had the monopoly on noodles? You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I know they were the first to invent it, but then like it changes into yeah, yeah, ramen yeah, yeah. and pasta and like all the good shit. You know, like it's it's it, it branches out. I think a lot of this, like more than a lot of things worth talking about in this kind of field, it really comes down to intention. Yes. If, if I go to like. If I go to like Japan and I'm like, oh my god, this ramen is so good. Yes. Let me go back to my country and see what I can make. Yes. Because I appreciate it. Oh, they use miso. Yeah. I don't know for the fattiness, yes. or they use yes. this. They use this meat for that. This meat for that. So let me try to use it with mine. That that to me sounds like a cultural appreciation. Yeah, a lot of it is intention because I like, I also get that a lot of people might see like say for example a white person making ramen or mm-hmm. a Chinese person making. Uh, uh, bratwurst, yeah. you know that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> my <laughs> example was weird. <laughs> that they yeah. might see it as like um, exoticism or fetishization, Mm-mm-mm. you know. Um, but that's when it comes down to what you just said, intent. For example, um, I know like a very popular example that people want to bring that people would bring up is say uh, Gordon Ramsay's Lucky Cat Restaurant. Okay, I don't know, know much about that. Is it a Chinese restaurant? Chinese restaurant, Gordon Ramsay. Very yeah. the one of you know, quite white. Yep, <laughs> probably um, the whitest. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then it comes down to intent uh-huh, uh-huh. because my understanding of his intent and knowing his history with Asian food mm-hmm. is that he has taken very intentional steps to learning how to make a lot of different Southeast Asian, East Asian, yeah. Northern Indian, Southern Indian, all of it. He's ta- he's 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 genuinely like taken steps to like understand Mm -hmm. and learn about these foods Mm -hmm. you can even see these shows being documented of him getting scolded by aunties and like fucking like yelled at by like 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 (laughs) temple owners for like screwing up the goat or something (laughs) you know like screwing the goat (laughs) yeah but to see that he him as a food professional as someone whose whose life is food Mm -hmm. I fully appreciate that he is putting in the time and effort to understand cuisines that are completely foreign to him. Yeah. Therefore, when he opens a Chinese restaurant under his name, I I personally don't have much qualms with that because of what I know of the context. Yeah. But I do understand that on paper, white person making profit off of Chinese food called Lucky Cat, that looks real. Yeah. That looks real, you know. It's pretty dodgy. Strange. It looks real It dodge. also, like, there's no... There's obviously there's no shielding the fact that he wants to make money. Yeah. But then I mean if you can honestly say he you'd like, oh, I really enjoy this food, let's celebrate it. Let's try to be as authentic as we can, or let's try to bring our own cultural heritage and make a fusion dish. That's the thing. If you it's almost I was thinking, like, as soon as you call it fusion, does that kind of like discharge the Discharge you of it, cultural appropriation? Not, not discharge love, but like I think that's actually a big part of it, is saying like, hey, 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 look, look, I'm not trying to recreate uh 
uh, like any traditional dish. I'm trying to like yeah. be influenced by it, yeah. celebrate it, knowing my intention is to use Western ingredients, Western yes. techniques, whatever, to try something to make, to make something new. Yeah, I think is the idea. Yeah. So for me, it goes back to again the idea, and honestly, it's the phrasing. Because why you gotta like diss people? Why you gotta be like this is nasty without the nasty? Can't you just be like this is nasty but but healthier? Yeah. Who would care if you said that? I think some people would. Probably still some, some people, people would. would, and it's understandable. Once again, nothing is ever unjustified, yeah. right? Most things are, are never unjustified. It's understandable that say, like, let's do another thought experiment. Sure, say sure, they sure. did say, like, you know, a healthier version of nasi padang, and some people still got upset over that. Yeah, what would their argument be? They're like, no, it's supposed to be unhealthy? Well, no, okay, then now I'm going to bring in a bit of, um, you know, recent history. Yep. There have been articles written about um, and I'm not sure if this is by like an official government organization or NEA or something or or like some kind of thing, but they did have stats to derive of, mm. and it was articles written about how um, there is a problem in the Indian and Muslim community with health because mm-hmm. of the food, mm-hmm. and that the food is unhealthy, and mm-hmm. that the food is inherently unhealthy because it, it cannot be made in a healthier way because like you know it's deep fried or it's not right. like you know soup where you put more veggies or less salt or whatever like there have been, literally been articles written about this yeah and talking about how like malay and indian food are unhealthy and then look at the statistics it shows malay and indians are disproportionately unhealthy and that's kind of fucked up because it does not acknowledge the socioeconomic um reper- uh, uh, the socioeconomic factors and its repercussions as to why that could contribute to an unhealthier um segment of a population that is separated by race right it's something it's a pattern that you see in many countries uh it, it, it the reasons could be a lack of uh, access to healthier food uh a lack of resources to you know eat at these crazy gentrified like cafe places that have healthier nasi padang yeah. which by the way was 21 dollars um that's yeah. a different conversation <laughs> that's, get pissed off about. that's a different conversation um so yeah Historically, and, 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 and you know, let's not even start on like how um, Chinese people or majority races in Singapore uh, have historically not been the best with respecting minority Definitely. cultures and foods. Definitely. With like, you know, it's not uncommon to have Chinese families like turn their nose at Indian cooking. Or like mm-hmm. going like I don't want to live here because it's smelly yeah. because of the food. Yeah. So there's definitely like a certain there's oh that's very macroaggressions. Macro, that's that's a jumbo aggression Medium to me. Aggressions. Yeah. Um, so I do understand that there's a very deep history of um, minorities feeling as if food has been weaponized against them mm-hmm. almost, um, or um, like just used to overtake a conversation that has much bigger. Uh, reper- uh, that has much bigger roots to it as opposed to just like you are unhealthy because your food is too oily. Yeah, you know what I mean? You know? I, think, I think you kind of hit the nail on the head there is that it's, it, it lacks nuance. Mm-hmm. And like I'm trying really hard because I'm in the middle of listening to an audiobook that's called So You Want to Talk About Race. Right now in this, like while you, you have one ear listening and you have one ear talk, talking to me. What? No, damn it. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> I mean, that's the audiobook I'm listening to right now. So I'm trying to like I, and this they're looking at this in African American cultural yes. uh thing, but it's the same thing, right? Um so I'm trying to like trying to remember what I learned from that book. Uh one of the things she talks about is how do you know when it's a, a racial topic? One is when a person of color says it is. So it is. 
because I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm sure a lot of people said it. So yes. even oh, right off the yeah. bat, it is. Uh, what, do you, you want to take a quick pause and like uh, listen to some of the comments? Yeah, sure. Actually, I would. Uh, yeah. This is the Nasi Padang or the... Nasi Padang. Yeah. Just real quick, some of the comments. Um, are we going to edit this out? Gua, what? Are we, are we going to edit this out? What? Okay, oh, she said take a pause. So I thought you meant literally. Oh, no, no. It's <laughs> okay, like, okay, to, okay. to pause what your point <laughs> yeah, is yeah, and yeah. Uh, get yeah, into yeah, the, yeah, what please, the comments please, are. Please, please, please. Hit me. Gua yang asli orang Padang keseliatnya. Hello, please refrain from disrespecting traditional food from Minangkabau. Uh-huh. And then this next person says, "What do you mean without the nasties?" Question mark. Question mark. Question yep. mark. Next person says, "Without all the nasties, so culturally insensitive, really. really Bugger is. off with this gentrified, overpriced bullshit." That's also true. Next one, without the nasties, what a disrespectful way to speak about traditional Everyone's foods. Everyone's talking about the phrasing. The whole narrative that traditional foods are inherently unhealthy needs to be fixed. Mm. Oh, wait, sorry. Let me reread that. The whole narrative that traditional foods are inherently unhealthy and need to be fixed is a weird colonial mindset to have. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. Um, this person's pissed about the price. Yep. Um, this person is nasty again. Mm-hmm. Um, traditional Southeast Asian food doesn't eat MSG because our food isn't bland. It's a very specific... <laughs> 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 um, but yeah, so that's... Yeah, 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 totally. Uh, the the one the most the most one was the the idea of the tradition, right? Because yeah. it's a colonial mindset. It's like I think if you take a if you take a pause, like because I feel like okay, so if I'm gonna play uh, a little bit more l- left over here, if I'm gonna yeah. be take a more leftist stance, uh-huh. you you have to think that the person who came up with this idea w- was like, oh, 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 I have an idea, and ma- you know what? Maybe they're Indonesian, maybe they're Malay, maybe they're not, right? Yeah, and more than likely they're Chinese. Let's let's face it. Mm-hmm. I don't. That's a stupid thing to say. I think something worth looking into. But my point is, is that I'm guessing the thought process, or it's easy to assume, it's it's easy to believe that the thought process was like, oh, 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 this thing is great. Um, if we made it more palatable to the majority, we could make a good amount of money off of it. And that, to me, once you phrase it like that, that does sound like cultural appropriation. You know, this thing is niche. People like it. Everyone likes it, but it's like. It's the food of the masses, or it's the food of whatever, a specific cultural thing. So in that case, it does sound kind of messed up. But at the same token, you can probably be, you could probably be like, but that's but that comes down to intention, right? Like yeah, I don't exactly. think that was their intention. Their intention was to make a healthier version of a uh, like a hawker dish. Yes, you know the same way how you might have like a healthier version of like meatball or whatever. Anything. You know, like anything that is traditionally like more heavy, um, that was their intention. Mm-hmm. Like, I, it, was, it was it was how they delivered it. Like we discussed, that was a problem. But also, like, ah, uh, fuck, I had like a thought that like I lost. Um, I did. Sorry, continue. So, the, um, I w- they were trying to be provocative, and they were. Yeah, you know, is, is the main thing. At the end of the day, they were like, let's provoke someone with our language. I don't know if you, they wanted to provoke it. people like that. Historically, I looked at their feed; they're not a very provocative business. Oh, then they're just dumb. <laughs> it was it was just it was just poor phrasing. But I also understand from their perspective how this could be very confusing because mm-hmm. it's like they're just trying to do their thing, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then this is where like education and awareness and consciousness yeah, comes in actually, because we are starting to live in a more accountable, conscious society. Exactly. But what you said right there is actually pretty close to the definition of privilege. Yeah, they were no, no. just trying to do their thing. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's totally privilege. It's totally exactly. privilege, right? Like, but like that's where like, and I want to be clear: I am not on their side. <laughs> I want to be very clear because it's happened before where like I will I will go into like the thought of like how they feel and then people go like you support them you suck no trying um, to empathize man 
Yeah, I'm just trying to empathize because I, I, I can see from their perspective it's probably like, fuck, we're just trying to do something and we got in so much fucking trouble. And essentially, their business might be completely affected by this point. Yeah. Like, they have com- they have limited the comments on their posts. They have, like, you know, they, they've, they've been through the ringer. Yeah. And I can understand how it can be scary for them. But at the same time, it's interesting times right now. The world is changing. People are becoming more and more conscious. Um, people are becoming a lot quicker to be activated. Mm-hmm. And I will say, in terms of like this whole cancel culture conversation, I know 75% of it is just noise and bullshit. <laughs> yeah. Um, Sorry, my perspective is that 75% of it is noise and bullshit and people jumping on the bandwagon. I'm not saying that people that um, uh, start a, you know, let's stop this thing from happening or let's cancel this thing. I'm not saying that any of their thoughts are invalid. Mm-hmm. I'm saying that at the core message of it, it is almost definitely always justified and valid and will have a reason and a story behind it. It's just that everyone else that jumps on afterwards, from my experience, 75% of it is bullshit. It's a mob mentality. Yeah, it's very much mob mentality. And while it's scary, and I understand, and I'm sorry, people that work at the ritual, that it was a very scary experience for you, <laughs> but the world is changing. And I personally think it's very, very exciting. Mm. Because despite, you know, the current state of it where people are a little bit too quick to jump on something and maybe a little bit too aggressive, um, which I think is hard to disagree with, you know, because... It happens, you know. Like yeah. We see it, like where someone makes like a, an honest mistake and they get completely just ass fucked yeah. by well, the internet. Now you're talking about cancel culture, which is yeah, um, yeah. yeah. Like I just know that a lot of it is noise, but that but that while it might be scary now, it ultimately excites me because um, it means that a lot of people are 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 getting a lot more interested in like. Um, what makes the world work uh-huh. and like what makes the systems around them tick yes. and like how everything is interconnected and how there are injustices and how there are maligned groups of people. Yeah. And that is extremely exciting because I'd be lying if I said that I was 15, 16 years old and thinking about that shit. For sure. I straight up wasn't like, I'd be very like, I, I would sadly admit that I, I would, I, it would be a passing thought but I would never think to like comment about it or post it on social media. And like, I know it's very easy to dismiss it as like, oh, it's all in vogue right now to be cancel culture. That's why everyone's jumping on it and it's so easy. Sure, that could be a perspective. But I think so much of it is that like, it, yes, maybe it's a bit much right now where you have a lot of people jumping on a bandwagon with not a lot of context, not a lot of knowledge, not mm-hmm. really knowing what it is they're fighting for. But the fact that they're choosing to fight for it... Um, means that as time goes on, they're only going to get more informed. It'll be normalized they're, as yeah. well. You know they're, I mean? they're only going to get more informed. They're only going to accumulate knowledge, accumulate understanding, and like the understanding of it is just going to be more like focused and less of like a, you know, let's destroy the next person that, that deserves, or, or let's destroy the next person that everyone else is destroying. Because it, sometimes it feels very much like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And 
I'm sorry. I know it's not a very popular opinion, but I've literally been on the receiving end of this. So until sure. I experience otherwise, I can't be convinced otherwise because I've been on the receiving end of seeing just people jumping on a bandwagon yeah. and just shitting completely, just like yeah, yeah, yeah. Pfft, like trying to end your life through like words, basically. So I think it's like it's like it's like a it's a, it's, a, it's a terrible combination of a lot of things, right? It's it's passion. It's like. It's passion. It's wanting to see the world one way. It's like the anonymity of the internet. It's a whole bunch of. But stuff. it's ultimately exciting. That's why, like, even exciting with this, for exciting for the future. Yeah, because people are more willing to get involved in a conversation and have a say, mm-hmm. you know, and um, have their opinions be heard and mean something and try to add to a conversation. So what if it if if a lot of it is noise right now and only like. Yeah. A handful of people are truly worth listening to. Like that doesn't. That's kind of always the case about everything. I think you, you know? separate it though. Okay. It, it, you, you know, this reminds me of not to get. We're not going to get too far off tangent, but I was watching this video. I the think other it's day. a pretty similar tangent because like this this whole like yeah, 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 thing. Yeah. There is an element of cancel culture in there. No, with, no, I mean, I mean the next thing I'm going to say. Yeah. Basically, I was watching this video as I do of BTS. Yeah. This person put like a really thoughtful, really interesting. I think it was like forty-five minute video about the different songwriters and their style, like the different members of how they write songs. Right. And then she was talking about um, J Hope, mm-hmm. who's a writer, and she she said a bunch of things in her essay that I was like, I agree with, and it, it totally passed by. But then it turns out the way she phrased it or what people thought she was saying, the PTS Army got angry. Some people got toxically, hostily angry to the point that someone gave her death threats. Mm-hmm. Death threats, not just like I want to kill you. They said, I hey, I know where you live. You go to this school, Oof. you better take this post down or I will kill you. This is not a joke. And I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, no, no. Like, <laughs> see, that tone, like literally, I've been on the receiving yeah. end of it. And again, everything can be justified. You know, I don't know what the fuck she said. But like, <laughs> like it's just the nature of how it is, I guess. Mm-hmm. Like, like, not everyone is going to be very as informed. Not everyone is going to make sure that they have all the context before getting into something. Most people won't. That's yeah. just the true fact of what the world always has been. But and, and that hasn't changed. I don't think that aspect's changed. People are always ready to jump quick, right? The aspect that has changed that excites me is that there are people getting involved in the conversation in the first yeah, place. Yeah, yeah. This BTS thing, a little weird. Yeah. <laughs> a, a little like... But I'm you'd be like, sure. it's exciting because that means <laughs> BTS is really a worldwide phenomenon. But like, it, it all comes about arguing or having a discussion in good faith. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because if people were like, okay, okay... If people were truly enlightened, or at least felt felt they were the enlightened, and they understood that, like, oh, what this uh, restaurant did was cultural appropriation, maybe we can start a dialogue, or maybe I can give you a bit of information that you might not have, yeah. without you know sounding too, uh, which, uh, uh, not pretentious, which I'm call it, uh, without being talking down to someone, yeah, giving, whatever, without giving unsolicited advice, whatever, uh, patronizing them, without patronizing yes. them, right? That would be much better. But instead, people just react; they have vitriol. They have anonymity. They have a Twitter, and they just go. Yeah. And the world gets shit. Yeah. Whereas if it was just like just having a conversation, be like, "Hey, this is not the best phrasing. I hope you looked into what you were thinking here. Uh, I don't like this because I don't like this. I'm not going to eat this." (laughs) Okay. End of story. Yeah. But I don't know. Internet can be gross sometimes. The internet's amazing. Holy shit! Have you seen Bo Burnham yet? Yeah, I did. Okay. Yeah, little bit of something all of the time. That's yeah. what it is. That's the internet, right? So very much. Um, but yeah, uh, thank you for t- like parsing that out. 
um, if I said anything that offended anybody at Nathan dot yeah I guess like Instagram, yell at me him. yell at me and let me know because I'm I genuinely know. curious yeah sure um but you know what like either way this conversation feels like a net profit because even if I did say something that could have potentially got me cancelled yeah someone's gonna learn from that and that's a net <laughs> profit good lord someone would really have to go really out of their way to cancel you over this one Nathan Hartono has a discussion looks at both sides of a topic fuck this guy. <laughs> You never know, man. You, you never, never know. know. Anything can be taken out of context, and maybe my thoughts are wrong. Maybe the both of us, and we're and we're currently talking in a vacuum and ignoring a, a side of this issue that neither of us are even considering. This yeah. is very possible because neither of us are minorities. Yeah. Oh, you sort of are, but not really. Eh. Like, <laughs> like neither of us I, are. I pass. Majo- <laughs> I pass as a majority. <laughs> Christ. Like. Um, neither of us are minorities, so there could be a whole aspect of this conversation that we're completely ignoring. Sure, and if, sure, and sure. if that's and if that's true, I, you know, I, I genuinely apologize, um, and that's on us to really like look into it more. Um, but yeah, just to wrap it up with a nice little bow, um, have better copywriting. Yep. Um, and watch yourself. This these are very very sensitive times racially, but very exciting times because, dude. I don't know if you watched it over the the, the weekend or oh. like late last week or something, but they had this forum about like the racism discussion. Ooh, let's go! Like Singapore. Lawrence Lawrence Wong, uh, the, the 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 future PM, the the face of COVID. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, really pushing for him to PM though to be PM. Anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. I have no idea what politically his 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 his, his aspirations are, but. Um, uh, they had like a little forum mm-hmm. where he gave a twenty-ish minute long. Sp- I don't know how long it was. He gave a, sp- a long speech about like the current state of like uh, race relations and the declining state because of all the recent yeah, yeah, um, yeah. outbursts on social media yeah. and like you know the things that we've spoken about in previous episodes. Grace. And talking about them, and then followed by Q and A. And who who was on this panel? Just him. Just him. It so was him. Expert of racism. It was him giving a speech. And then it was followed by him taking, taking Q and A. Okay, interesting. Um, but man, again, something about PM it. Move. Something about it. It just felt so spicy to me. You know, <laughs> like it felt like, ooh, it's so spicy because, like, <laughs> because I have never, and maybe this is my own like lack of uh, uh, research and, and, and knowledge, but I have, I can't remember when the last time was that I saw Singapore high-ranking Singapore government officials uh-huh. have a fairly candid to a certain extent as candid as you can be on live national tv candid conversation about race and just putting it out there and talking about it and like i was like oh my god something about this feels like so like because it always felt like this country just swept it under the rug yeah you know but to actually hear like them talk about it and have an active dialogue about it it was wildly exciting yeah um, it also felt like a fucking tightrope <laughs> because sometimes you would say things that I'm like, yes, 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 yes. And sometimes you'd say things and it'd be like, oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> like, pull that back like a little bit. Oh, maybe like, I should go back and watch this. That sounds interesting. It's fascinating. Like, for example, like when he uh, admitted that, that, that we have, we, you know, that, that there is racism in this country, <laughs> which sure. I know is not a high bar, <laughs> but, you know. Yeah. It's it's a bar that some people refuse to cross. First step is acknowledging that there's a problem. Yeah, it's a, it's a bar that some people still refuse to cross. But he he said that there is racism. We can't ignore it, and that you know there have been transgressions in the past. And so that was also important that he said that you know racism in the past did exist and it has been happening. Yep. It's just that recently it's been like 
flaring up, <laughs> you know, sure. which, you know, maybe it's not the, an accurate representation of exactly what's happening. Um, but at least he acknowledged that, it, at least he didn't say that, you know, wow, surprise, racism. <laughs> <laughs> you know? At least he didn't say, like, racism is trending as of 2021, you know, for example. This like, is just a one-off event. Everything else is fine. <laughs> yeah, it'll be fine next year, guys. Don't Jesus. worry. <laughs> at least he didn't say that. So, I was, yeah. I was like, when he said that, I was like, yeah. Small victories, small victories. Um, and then, like, at some point, he started talking about Chinese privilege. And I was like, mm. ooh, ooh, I'm scared. Yeah. And then he went into saying, like, um, does not I, exist. I'm paraphrasing a little bit here. You can ask some Chinese people, like they they will not feel privileged at all. They of they course. don't feel like they have any. Pri- I'm like, no, 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 no. Rewind, rewind, rewind. No, he's not got a point. That. He's got a point. Really, <laughs> a big part of having privilege is not knowing you have privilege. Yeah, but he was. I can't. I, I can't remember the exact phrasing, but he was angling it in a way of like oh, saying some Chinese people really aren't privileged. No, no, he was <laughs> angling it in a way of like you have to understand that some people like. If you ask, they they don't see that they're priv- they, they don't think that they're privileged. So yeah. when you when you come at them saying that they are, of course they will reject it because they don't I agree see with it. Like, like I whole, whatever you're paraphrasing, I wholeheartedly agree with that. I guess. Like, what do you think the problem is? I think at, when when he said it at the time, it kind of sounded like he was like saying that you know take it easy on Chinese people because they don't know that they're pri- like they, uh, because uh, like uh, uh, no no it sounded like he saying. was saying like take it easier them. take it easier on Chinese people because not all Chinese people have to f- have privileges and I don't know if that's exactly what he said so I'm yeah, yeah, I'm gonna yeah. retract that and like listen to it properly yeah I'll have a listen to it yeah but I get what you're saying but if you're saying he's saying that. Okay, I mean, it's true. If pe- people don't un- realize or understand or even accept that they have privilege, like, that's not controversial to me. That makes sense. Um, but if you're saying, but the conclusion, it's either one or two ways, right? Is it like Chinese people don't realize they have privilege, ergo, people in the minority have to take it easy on them? That's kind of fucked up. <laughs> if it's Chinese people don't realize they have, a, they have privilege and therefore they, the Chinese people, have to understand that, that much, makes much more sense. Yeah. But the simple fact of him saying, oh, p- people don't realize they have privilege. Yeah, that totally makes sense. Okay, so you let, me, let, me, let me pull it up. Yeah, In this regard, it is important to realize that the Chinese community in Singapore is not monolithic. Sometimes people talk about Chinese privilege in Singapore. There may well be biases or blind spots that the Chinese community should become aware of and to rectify. But please understand that we still have a whole generation of Chinese Singaporeans who are more comfortable in Chinese than English and who consider themselves at a disadvantage. Oh, no, this is fucked up. They feel (laughs) that they have already given up much to bring about a multiracial society and so on. What do you mean by Chinese privilege, they will ask, for they do not feel privileged at all. Naturally, many of them would object to being so characterized. Okay. Mm, okay, it's yeah. kind of like a mix. I feel the tightrope. I feel like, like I'm going to the left, yeah. bounce back to the right, right to he's the like left. Splitting the difference between our two, like, opinion, like a little bit interpretations. Because, he's, because it's interesting, and to give him, like, to give him the full benefit of the doubt, I feel like he's phrasing it this way to kind of speak to both sides. Yeah, for sure. You know what I mean? The people for who have sure. the privilege and don't realize because it, no matter how you, angry. because no matter yeah. how you split it, he's talking to still a majority Chinese race country. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, the part that I took. Major issue, or not major issue, but the part that like really got my got me like tense my butthole when he was talking about like oh some people feel more comfortable speaking in Chinese. I'm like, okay, if you can speak Chinese every day of your life and do, you'll still be able to be totally fine in Singapore. Yeah. If you only speak Tamil, you are not going to do well in Singapore. That's just how it works. Yeah. Right. Mm. That's privilege. Yeah. And you, the people then have to realize that if that's the case, the people who only speak Chinese, they have to. They should work to understand that that is privilege. Right. Right. Yeah. To be able to turn around and be like, I just feel, I just like, 
I just like speaking Chinese. That's not privilege. That's the thing. No. The privilege comes in is that you can totally survive in Singapore only speaking Chinese. Yeah. Which I would argue with. Yeah. I'm not even sure if that's true, but it's definitely true that if you only spoke uh, Tamil or if you only spoke Malay right, right. or Tagalog. Yeah. <laughs> it was just a super exciting, like, conver- like exciting in the sense that, like, it, felt, it felt like I haven't, like, maybe historically it's happened before, but not in my recent memory yeah. where someone's talking that openly and answering questions that openly. Like, literally someone asked him a question. What do you think about the fact that, like, like why do you think, like, Singapore is not ready for a Chinese PM? I mean, so, for a non-Chinese, Non-Chinese PM. PM. And I was like, oh. And he answered it. He answered it with like an honest answer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't remember exactly what it was. I'll check it out. Yeah. Sounds but good. It, yeah. So, yeah, guys, check it out. It's fascinating. Because yeah, usually the party line, right, is just like, no, no, racial harmony. Okay, well, what, sir, what do you have to say? But, racial harmony. <laughs> so, like, it's good that we're tac- tackling it head on. That's exciting. That is truly exciting. It is truly exciting. It, yeah. At least the conversation's going somewhere. Um, like, I don't know about your personal journey with it, especially being a foreigner in this country. My personal journey with it being someone who was born and raised in mm-hmm. Singapore and the majority race mm-hmm. in Singapore, mm-hmm. like no matter what other people might think I am, I am a Chinese person that enjoys the privileges of a Chinese person in mm-hmm. this country. Of course. Um, and for me, I'm just coming to the terms. I, I'm coming terms, and I think I've mentioned this before in, on, on previous episodes. Uh, I'm just coming terms with the fact that I am racist. Like, yeah. I cannot not be racist. It's impossible for me to be born and raised in a country that has racism baked into it. Mm-hmm. Racism baked into every part of its society, mm-hmm. socioeconomically, education-wise, family-wise, school-wise, everything. Mm-hmm. It's impossible for me to be born and raised in that, to go through the education system in that. To, to work in that and not be inherently racist. Right. So, yeah, I am inherently racist. It is my job as a human being who wants to be better and wants the world to be better to work against all of those yeah. prejudices. And that's and no like, small task. Uh, it, it's no small task, but it's also not very difficult. It's not as hard as living under. Yeah, inter- it's not you know very I mean? difficult. Just kind of admit to yourself that like you you are guilty for perpetuating certain behaviors or that you have enjoyed on the sidelines and very quietly yeah. some things. and. Use that energy and do something good about it. Yeah. You know, like like carry it forward as opposed to like keeping your privilege to yourself and keeping quiet like, oh, I hope no one sees it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like embrace that you have it. Yeah. Do something good with it. Yeah, Pay it exactly. forward. M- enable other people to like. So, you know, this is what it's going to get you canceled. What? <laughs> Just this, this thought. Go ahead. Enable, so enable other people. To- enable other people uh, 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 or enable like the less privileged in our society to like, you know, get on the same level. Yeah. Whatever that means to you. I think that's a very open-ended concept. But, you know, like whatever that means to you, like be it, I don't know. Yeah. I think, I think a lot of progress comes to like with, comes down to admitting the problem, like you said earlier, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, like how we can never stop climate change until we admit that we fucked up the environment. Mm-hmm. If we keep denying and, 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 and thinking that, like, you know, it's not that bad, of course, we're never going to av- ever take active steps to fix it. Mm-hmm. It takes admitting that, yes, we fucked the environment up, the environment is completely just in a, like a shithole right now, then from there we can work towards something. Like I said in the beginning, the first step is admitting there is a problem. Mm-hmm. You know, but I just want to I, I just want to take the point of view that I feel like a lot of people are like what stops a lot of people from really, I don't know, accepting the wokeness or just trying to be better is that they're they're kind of like, oh, my God, it's so much work and this sucks. 
and but I think acknowledging that there is work and that you will fuck up and that's okay or it does take effort and maybe that's a little bit unfair um if you accept that then you can then I feel like it's a little bit freeing to go, to then go for it yeah to try to generally understand all the sides and to be a better person and to like yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's weird to be like oh this whole time I've been living the world this way yeah. and thinking about things and acting this way it's it's wrong I'm not wrong yeah you are a little bit it's yeah. not your fault yeah. but it's your it's on you to change it and I also want to under I also want to um tag on to that that I recognize that um sometimes it might feel effortful mm-hmm. to to make to do all these things and it might feel effortful to let you know go through all these things and make mistakes not only that it can also feel very scary yeah, yeah, because yeah. you try to make the effort you make a mistake yep. cannot cancel then how yep, yep, you know yep, so yep. i acknowledge that that is you know a genuine worry from some people mm-hmm. and therefore they don't even want to engage in the conversation yes, but again i know a lot of people like that i know a lot of people that who would love to engage in the conversation especially because of their public platforms yeah. but they'd rather not you know yeah, get fucking canceled, and mm-hmm. I completely understand that. But then Me that's too. kind of like, that's kind of like you know that then then where the buck just stops there. Well, it's you n- know again, the point is that it's never no matter what you're going through, it's never as difficult or as painful no, as living never. under yes. a majority race or being like discriminated exactly. against. All these microaggressions, it yeah. sucks. Yeah, and then if you can get to the place where like it's too painful not to do something, I think that's probably on the right, the right track. Yeah, and like I said earlier, Start you know, small. net small. profit. Even if you do get cancelled, someone else is going to learn from you getting cancelled. So, you know, be brave. (laughs) Be the change you want to be in the world. Yes. Even if (laughs) it's... God. All right. Wow, we got... That was a long one. Yeah, into the weeds there. (laughs) I thought we were going to spend 15 minutes on that. Hola. Nope, definitely not. You have to. Mm -hmm. Well, let me tell you what I've been, been through, I guess, recently. What? Um... I had a big breakup, Nathan. I I, I ended a relationship after eleven years. Mm-hmm. My barber. Yeah. I don't know if I ended, I could probably go back. But yeah. for the first time, in I swear to God, I can't. I think about honestly, uh, genuinely, seven years, eight years, maybe. Uh-huh. I got a haircut from someone other than my regular barber. Wow, it's crazy. That's a big step. That's a big step. Are you happy with it? I'm very happy with it. I like my hair. It's it's kind of flat right now. I feel like a bad girlfriend right now. I mean, I feel like a bad boyfriend right now because like it's just. You didn't I, notice? I, yeah, of course. I don't know why, why you? Uh, <laughs> for me, I feel like I fluctuate between sometimes. So I went to a Korean hairstylist, uh-huh. which was a great experience. I'm like, this is one of the nicest hair salons I've been to. So your hair is culturally appropriate. <laughs> yeah, it is. That's why I figured it was good to talk about it. Uh, I was like, uh, I went to the hairstylist. His name was David, but let's face it, his name was... Uh, Hujin, I mm-hmm. forgot. I forgot. Oh god, I don't remember his Korean name, but he put it right there. It's your first time. Don't worry. Yeah, I try my best. And I was like, "Please make me look like Jungkook." I showed him a photo. He was, "Oh, okay, okay, okay." And then he gave me a haircut. It was great. <laughs> I look in the mirror now. I see how it's very not that different, but it's all subtle. Uh, but yeah, it's but subtle. So, it's it's how it makes you feel. It it does. It makes me feel quite good. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I feel like, yep, there I am. I was going to say uh, a younger Jungkook. I don't know. Why I was going to say that <laughs> a significantly older Jungkook. <laughs> And then sometimes I feel like a older uh, Kim Jong Un. It right. kind of fluctuates, right? But yeah, I got it. It was fun, but it was so funny because it was like double, double the price of my normal barber, and he took like half the time to cut it. And I was like, "Did I just get ripped off?" But then I, I like it. My girlfriend likes it, so right. 
Yeah, it's just it's just weird. First of all, that I've got to a point in my life where I can have a relationship that long. You know, what I, mean? <laughs> I almost felt like one. Let's go fully cultural. You know, like like the African American stereotype of a barber shop. Yeah, like that's how I felt when I went to my barber. We'd like have a conversation. We'd have real shorthand. We'd have fun. We have laughs. It'd be a great time. Then he cuts my hair. I give him money. But yeah, I feel like did you guys like have a disagreement or something? No, or did I you was just, just like okay. I was genuinely like I just want to try something different. Got it. Yeah. Did you tell him? Oh, oh God. <laughs> See, this is an advantage of does not he have enough, on social does media. He, does he have enough customers where he's genuinely not going to notice? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah okay. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. That's a weird thing, too. Like, if I came in after, like, another year or something, he'd be like, where have you been, dude? I'd be like, or, like, what if he didn't notice? How would you feel? <laughs> that's another one that stings. Oof. I don't know, but it's just a haircut, right? End of the day, it's just a haircut. On the topic of hair, like, Jesus Christ, man. Like, I just... I have not... Like, I used to be pretty good with, like, you know, styling my hair, making sure it's looking neat and just generally mm-hmm, okay. Mm-hmm. I have not recovered from, like, phase one. But you're also a cyclist. Oh, well, yeah, but, what like, you know. No, I mean, if you put a helmet on, if you sweat, it's like, it's yeah, all but gone. You, I, you know I don't put a helmet on. <laughs> you do now, right? Rarely. Sometimes. The helmet was here. Oh, what a fuck. <laughs> like, um, I've, I've just... I've not recovered from phase one hair-wise. Right, right, right. In terms of, like, I, I still don't regularly style it. Which is dumb, because right now you look like prime-time Beatles. Like your, haircut, your haircut's just naturally like that. Your haircut looks your hair looks fine. Yeah, I, but, like, you know, usually I style it. I do yeah, something yeah. to it, and I, or at least, like, neaten it. This is just, like, it needs to be cut. I have not done anything to it. I used to care. Yeah. I can't find it in me to care anymore. I think that's okay, too. I think if you just have unkept hair and don't play video games, I think that's okay. (laughs) (laughs) I suppose. Um, I I cut my hair specifically this way so I wouldn't have to care. Because, like, before, I would have to, like, style it. I have to put it on the hair. Hair is just, like, it just parts the way it does, and I just enjoy it. And I get to run my hands through my hair like I'm a supermodel. It's great. Yeah. Well. ASMR. In terms, oh nope, Jesus! Nope, <laughs> nothing happened. I ran my hands in my hair. Weirdly uncomfortable. Nothing happened. <laughs> um, in terms of like other things, you know, random, not too heavy things. Yeah, yeah, it's lighten um, up. Um, I watched a documentary recently that I, I highly, highly recommend. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Um, because it's not very long. It's like one hour twenty nine minutes, and it's and it's on Netflix. Um, it's called um the most unknown. Ooh, um, good and title. it's it's a documentary. I think it's a subsidiary of Vice called Motherboard or something like that. Um, but I can't explain why this documentary was so fucking fascinating to me, but it was essentially the format of this documentary was that they had one scientist go to another scientist's, um, place of research Mm -hmm. and then, and and they don't know each other. They're strangers. They're meeting for the first time, two completely different fields of studies. Mm -hmm. And they, this person is going to go to this person's country and go to their lab and talk to them. And then understand, and then that person is gonna go somewhere else and go to someone, some other person's lab. So not an exchange; it's like a chain. It's like a chain. Oh, it's like a chain, and then one person. And so, for example, it will start in U.S. and then it go to Italy, and then the Italian guy goes to uh, Hawaii, uh-huh. and then the Hawaiian guy goes to Rome, and then it's, it's just like so. It's only American and Italy. No, sorry, I don't know why those <laughs> examples were so poor. But yeah, but there yeah, were yeah. there were nine different scientists, mm-hmm. all different fields of study. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they're not really trying to break any one thing down. I guess, like, the, the, the larger theme um, can be related to, like, trying to discover what is yet to be discovered, i.e. dark matter. Right. Um, 
Uh, are they all physicists? Like, are they all no, in that kind of all completely different? And the point is that like one scientist is trying to learn about another field, or is it like is there like a challenge? Is it like honestly, I don't know what the fuck the point of the documentary was, yeah. other than to just like show that everything is connected. That sounds fascinating. What's it called again? The most unknown. That to just show that everything is connected and that we all have so much to learn from each other. Sure, you know. Like, because you're just watching these smart people talk to other smart people, but feel completely dumb. And something about that was so amazing to watch. And also because all the scientists were so varied in study, yeah. every time one person goes to the next place, it is wildly different. Yeah, I can, I can not, imagine... It's not just like, the, the whole documentary doesn't just take place in like labs. Sure, you know? sure, sure, sure. <laughs> I was, was going to say that, I, I can imagine that it would be very fascinating because like, in this era of like fake news and digging your heels in the ground of like, no, this is what I know. Yeah. Uh, having a scientist with an open mind and using the scientific method to explore something, I'm sure would be very interesting. That was another aspect nice. of just it nice. subconsciously yeah, that was nice. just very interesting to watch. But it was just genuinely heartening to like see someone who just a second ago proved that they were a fucking genius like in their genius field. Genius in their field, yeah. And then yeah, yeah. they go to the next place. Like for, for example, they're like an astrophysicist and then they go to a neurobiologist and then uh-huh. it's like, cool. What do you do? Explain it to me in the simplest possible way. And I'm oh, like, you know, it's so I'm gonna f- watch this when I get home. And this it sounds really good. It's just one and a half hours, and um, the whole thing, the whole thing. Or it's not per episode. It's not like no, no. Episode. It's just one set documentary. Like, oh, so it's like 15 minutes here, 15 minutes there, 15 minutes. Exactly. Here. Oh, that sounds good. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it was just it was just so beautiful to watch people share knowledge and be open about it, mm-hmm. and like. Um, also, I learned a bunch of really cool shit. I.e., did you know that the sea is full of methane and that there are microorganisms that basically eat it before it Goes vaporizes into the air? Into the air wow. Because the sea has so much methane that it could completely fuck the earth up, but you have these microorganisms that consume it. That is my next and there's pe- And there's people researching movie. that shit. There's people researching that shit to see how it can like essentially heal the world. And it's like... Well, I thought they were going to go the other way. What? Like, I, I was going to say, like, this is the next apocalypse movie, you know what I mean? Just take out all those animals, then methane goes to the world, and everyone dies. Oh, right. But I like the more positive. <laughs> no, but they're view. microorganisms. Like, they're not, like, visible creatures. Like, even, I, can, like, I can definitely take on microorganisms. Because of, because of the content of fight. methane, because of the content of methane in the, that part of the ocean, there's absolutely no life. Right. But do you, do you have the, like, there's no visible life. But right, they right, have right. these microorganisms that just, like, num, num, num. Yeah. Fart out oxygen or whatever. But yeah, so that That's was like cool. a fascinating watch. Um, so if you're looking for something to make you feel a little bit smarter, um, I highly recommend it. It's also just really fun to watch like nerdy people. Yeah. Like from my perspective, at least, because like I interact with nothing but like hippy dippy artists. Sure, sure, sure. So to like see full left brain, like full, just these are they're unabashedly like very proud nerds. Yeah interacting with each other mm-hmm. and like being their 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 full nerdy selves awesome. ping pong tables and all <laughs> <laughs> like something about that I, I just love getting a peek into that world yeah. because it's a world that i don't see very often yeah. let me and let me take back what i said because I, I i think left brain right brain is that one it's wrong because i feel like a lot of people who are scientific are very creative mm-hmm. that's the main thing actually but that's really cool. I will Very check that out when I get home. See, what I, what I want to recommend is actually something you recommended to me that I'm sure we would have talked about last week had we not skipped it. Was fucking American Utopia has like I've just thought about it every day oh since we saw it. Oh my god! I think you you shouted out on your Instagram. I'm pretty sure, but oh. holy crap, what a great show that is! I'm happy um, that that it left such a deep impression. Yeah, I want to watch it again. I'm trying to wait to Rachel, but I kind of <laughs> just want to watch it again. 
I'm happy it left a deep impression because like uh, I showed John this uh, Broadway musical by David Byrne of Talking Heads mm-hmm. called American Utopia, on the 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 context that this is the show that might pull me back into musical theater. Yeah, after multiple weeks of talking about how <laughs> Nathan's so done with this. Yeah, because I've, I've I've mentioned it on the show before that I'm starting to get a little jaded with this shit. <laughs> and then I watched this show and I was like, oh, hope is kind of alive again. Yeah, like, I feel it. Like I feel like like I feel the 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 spirit that that, that I used to feel in musical theater. But it's so fucking different though, because I mean, it's I, very I, different. I feel like it's closer to a concert yes. than it is uh, a musical it's a, theater. It's show. a concert with the spirit and the thought theatricality and the theatricality of a musical theater show yeah essentially i would even go beyond say musical theater. i think it's more like i don't know modern dance modern own movement. performance art yeah, yeah it, there's no story yeah uh there or are is jokes there. Or, or is, is there? there shit there's there is sort of a story if you listen to the lyrics oh yeah uh, recommended way to watch it is with subtitles, subtitles. yeah because talking head lyrics are impossible They're to dense. understand on first listen they are very dense yeah as well um but it's essentially just a. It's almost like a jukebox musical of sorts because it's a collection of songs is. by Talking Heads. Um, some some recent songs that David Byrne made him himself. Some of the the, the Classic, solo stuff classics. that he did of Brian Eno, uh, as well as a song by Janelle Monae randomly, which is awesome. Um, and yeah, so it's kind of like a. It, it is a jukebox musical, I guess, but it's presented in this way of like, let's help you like, see life through his eyes mm-hmm. a little bit and david byrne is a real weird guy if you ever follow talking heads uh, historically um he's a real weird dude <laughs> like he's just he he, he has this perso- he has this persona of like an alien on earth discovering music almost. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and i love that vibe um and I had been just so excited to eventually like watch the show because um, my only other thing that I watched of, of, of David Burns was the Stop Making Sense tour. I haven't seen that. The Stop Making Sense concert uh, that was filmed in like 89 or something like that, mm-hmm. like late 80s, early 90s. Um, it is one of the best concerts ever um, put to film, okay. I think. One of the best concerts ever put around, to film. Sorry, around what year was it? Late 80s, Late early 80s. 90s, yeah. It's called Stop Making Sense. Mm-hmm. And it was the Talking Heads' this final thing. Because mm-hmm. after they David, up, yeah. uh, after he did that, he was like, we're done. Yeah. Essentially, he was like, this is everything. Like, if anyone ever wants to listen to Talking Heads ever again, just watch this. See ya. That's kind of cool. Kind of cool, yeah. yeah. And he left to do his own thing uh, with Brian Eno or himself as David Byrne or now as, you know, or, or uh, the thing that he did with St. Vincent a bunch of years ago and then now this new thing with Spike Lee, American Utopia. Man. Um, it's fucking nuts. It's, it's, it's so beautiful. I highly recommend you also check out Stop Making Sense mm-hmm. even though that one is less... It's less, style it's less theater, more music. Yeah, sure, fair but enough. But it has the same amount of joy and like off the wall, just kind of like see what sticks kind of attitude. Yeah. Let, let me take a step back and, and kind of like share through my eyes what I experienced because yeah, like I'm curious. Nathan's of course is very like in this stuff like I've heard of Talking Heads yeah I, so I I'm I'm coming from the perspective of somebody who has always known about Talking Heads and mm-hmm, Periphery mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. I've only really dove into his work uh, basically since early last year till now okay yeah so I'm not like a historian I just know a, I've I've just been diving into it deeper like recently yeah so for me I'm like. Talking Heads, I'd be like, uh, yeah, they're a band. Psycho Killer. 80s? That's them? That's them? Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. That's another song, which I, I think I only know because of Rock Band. 
Uh, but yeah, like as I was watching the show, I'm like, I was expecting to be like, oh yeah, this song, oh yeah, this song, like that's what it was with um, uh, Jersey Boys, <laughs> yeah, where I was like, holy shit, all these songs. But this one, I was like, no, I was like, oh, I don't know the song, I don't know the song. This is amazing, I don't know the song. Yeah. Okay, here's what I know. Okay, I don't know the song. I don't know the song. Yeah. And then oh, I know, I happen to know this Janelle Monae song. Yeah. Uh, but it was interesting because it was just like the most amazing base elements of theatricality are in this show, mm-hmm. like. Like the, like almost tribal of like it's storytelling, it's movement, and not only is it music, it's like percussive. Like there's a lot of drums. It felt very tribal to me. Like yeah. sit down by a fire, let me tell you the story, how I see the world type stuff. But it's the most visually appealing, most beautiful thing, which is crazy because everything is fucking gray. Yeah. <laughs> They're all wearing <laughs> They're gray all suits. They're all wearing gray. The lighting is the just lighting blue is, and gray and yeah, white. The, there's chains in the back. It's gray. And yet it's the most perfect choice because it just – Pops, yeah. it's amazing and because like the, so the movement, so much oh. so much of the character is in like their faces and yes. they're playing. Yes. Oh yeah, here's another catch of the show: everything is being played live, live yeah. no playback, and not a single musician is seated. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Everyone is choreoing. Yeah, <laughs> Everyone yeah. is dancing Everyone's in formations. Dancing. The drum kit is essentially split into six human beings. Yeah, which is crazy to me. <laughs> like, I'm like, oh, that's so funny. Like, yeah. there goes the snare guy. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's it's amazing, and the, the thing that really captured me as a real like theater guy was just the pure movement. Like the choreography yeah. was next level. It's not like anything you've ever seen before, unless it you follow this choreography. Human. Very human. That's the very abstract best very dance. word I could like say. Yeah, and like the two people they got to be their dancers, who are also their backup singers. Like they're true triple threats. They're not your traditional backup singer or dancer. Yeah, like one's kind of like a plumpish, fucking high hairline redheaded. Dude, <laughs> who, who who is a drag queen? He's queer, and the way he moves is unbelievable. It's yeah. fucking fantastic. Equally matched by his partner, who is this uh, black lady, beautiful dreads or braids, taller or, than yeah, him, taller than him, which had to be a, like a conscious choice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and just the way they move, they were so precise and they were so expressive, and they were so on the ball. It's and and the movement style is very like I don't know how to put words to it. It felt very like contemporary dance. Yeah, I'm sorry. You can hear me getting hyped about it because, yeah, I want to go back and watch it again because it, it's just so good. It's just so good. And well, if it's any comfort, I've seen it three times. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's totally fine. <laughs> when I watched it with you, it was the third time I was watching it. <laughs> um, and I've listened to the soundtrack like a whole bunch of times. Um, I've just... It's, what's more impressive is if you find like when they were first touring the show, so mm-hmm. before they did Broadway, mm-hmm. and when they were just touring the show at festivals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because when you're watching the Broadway recorded version, yeah. you're listening to it mixed and everything. Very clean, I imagine. Very clean and very mixed. So yes, they recorded it live. They're playing it live, but like it's mixed. So it's kind of like, you know, it's kind of indistinguishable. When you watch it like from a shitty phone camera yeah, yeah, and yeah. it's done in a festival and yeah. you actually see them walking and moving around the stage and you hear the sound like deviate a little mm-hmm, bit, mm-hmm. it's so impressive what they've been able to do with like a moving band. Like it's mixing like elements of drum line, yeah. of like a parade band, like together with like a traditional rhythm section. Um, Makes you appreciate marching bands a lot more, huh? Yeah, but more than, more, football games. more than anything else, like I've always just appreciated David Burns like desire to connect human beings. And this is why like, and and this is going back to the conversation about cultural appropriation Mm -hmm. in a different world. David Byrne might not have been able to exist because canceled. It's weird to say, but maybe, but why? 
I mean, I for songs it, like thematically, I knew that's where you were going, but I don't know what that means at all. For songs, songs like, like Izimbra, mm-hmm. which has like that's so weird. That's the song I want to go back and listen to right now. African lyrics. Yeah. Oh, and I thought it was art. De- it was a uh, Dada. No. Dada. Is that, am I thinking of a different song? Yeah, but isn't the text African? Oh, I don't know. Yeah, I believe the text is African, um, and the beats African inspired for sure. And, well, it's um, world music, right? I mean, he yeah. helped pioneer that concept yes. of world music. Um, and even in his Stop Making Sense tour, mm-hmm. um, he very consciously involved like uh, uh, black musicians mm-hmm. in songs that reflected more of a culturally, you know, R&B, Motowny, uh, that kind of vibe. Wow. You know? Yeah. And, but all with the intention, again, back to intention, all with the intention that music is the only thing that can bring people together because, like, for example, what he said uh, in the show about how there are a group of people that have ideals beyond war and nationalism, Mm -hmm. beyond culture and religion. Like, none of those, like, matter. The art matters. The art connects. And that's the philosophy in which he's taking all these cross-cultural references and taking, like, African inspiration, his Scottish heritage, Mm -hmm. American music, like, all of it, Mm -hmm. you know? And... Yeah, I just found it fucking gorgeous. Awesome. Like a celebration of life, you know? A true celebration of life from a strange alien man. <laughs> well, I'll tell you this. If it's not music or art that unites humanity, it will be food. So The BTS McDonald's <laughs> Oh, meal. God, what an awful idea. <laughs> the BTS McDonald's it. meal unites the fucking world. <laughs> unites them in stupidity. It's just honey mustard. <laughs> so you've had it. No. Oh, <laughs> Is that why you're upset? I'm upset because it's so low energy. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> We're going to fucking put purple on a thing of fries. We're going to give you three more nuggets. Not even because you could always order nine nuggets. And we're going to give you two sauces that have nothing to do with Korea. Nothing to do with Korea! What are the two sauces? Uh, one's honey mustard and one's Cajun. Cajun, Nathan. Oh, not even like a gochujang sauce nope. or something? If they did that, I would be a little bit more like, okay. That's a little disappointing. It's Cajun. C A J U N K O R E A. Same letters. That's it. I would, it's not even. It's Korean, not Korean. I would destroy nuggets so with mad. nuggets with like a black bean sauce. Yeah, man. Or mm, I don't know. That might be weird, but no. Like, give me a gochugaru, man. I just had Korean barbecue before here. Now, sure. do you think they were afraid of culture? <laughs> Possibly. <laughs> uh, but like, it's not like we could we couldn't get like a Korean fried chicken sandwich. We couldn't get a, a yeah like a fucking yeah a little lazy yeah a little bit lazy yeah. just they just went for the purple yep and like we couldn't even get like a pun of some kind like a, 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 a nug with love or a, or a <laughs> McDonald's drop I don't know I'm ba- there was all these puns Jung cooked medium well there you go <laughs> gin and juice J hope this doesn't give me dysentery yep. <laughs> Um, v, v, Tim and Water. G, Mineral Water. <laughs> it's all very bad. Okay, now I can see why they didn't do it. <laughs> I mean, RM is Ronald McDonald's. It's just right there. Instead, they're like, here's some fucking nuggets, two sauces, purple packaging. It's bad. Though I will say my favorite thing to come out of this in Singapore was like, did you see that some artist made like shoes? Oh, yeah. It's a friend of mine. Oh, really? Josiah. Yeah. Shout out to Josiah Chua for yeah, making cool. those BTS shoes. Yeah. He went um, to LaSalle. That's how I saw it. They posted, it got posted in my LaSalle oh. Facebook thing. I was like, that's cool. <laughs> the rest of it is fucking dumb. 
<laughs> Sorry, this is why this is why we're gonna get canceled. Come at me, Army. <laughs> but you know I'm one of you. But it's not it's not Army, it's McDonald's. How fucked up would it be that we had like an hour and ten minute long conversation, like trying to parse out cultural appropriation Very and race and like <laughs> all of these things, and then we get canceled for shitting on the BTS meal. Look, they didn't even have any dessert with sugar in it. Like wow. sugar cane, I don't know. Wow. That is sugar bias. So. I guess like because if they used one name, they would have to use all of all them. All seven. C- yeah. Come with seven dishes. We're, we're, we're doing so good. G-Mineral water. <laughs> sugar cane juice. Yeah. Rap McDonald's or Ronald McMonster. I don't even know. Well, how would you use Rap RM? Mon, Mon Star Star. Yeah, I don't know. It's hard. <laughs> Gin and juice right there. Yeah. Get some alcoholic stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I got no ideas. Yeah, that's it's hard. But I do appreciate that they made it delivery only. Is that true? That's true because I didn't know that. they anticipate they it's they people crashing their fucking restaurants. Yeah, just, yeah. They anticipated during these COVID times that people would just fucking like you know queue out the door. So they made the BTS meal delivery only, mm. and like eh. fair. <laughs> and I wonder. How much, like, did anything of those, you know, there people went on, of course, went on carousel and shit, yeah. tried to sell stuff? Yeah. I wonder if any of those sales went through. Highly doubt it. Oh, God. I want to highly doubt it. Highly doubt it, unless, unless, like, someone, like, packaged it nicely, framed it, you know, made a thing of it. I would buy that if I cared enough. Yeah. You know, if someone put in the effort for me to, like, put it in, like, a little, like, lucite case and, like, put a little placard there. Or something, because I know, like, uh, when because it came out in Malaysia first, yeah. I know a bunch of people like they bought it immediately and then they washed them and hung them out to dry. That's that's real. That's real something. That's that's really something. Hey man, it's 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 your it's your thing. Yeah, I mean, more power too if you can make money off this stupid McNugget meal has nothing to do with BTS. Right. Though the packaging is pretty nice. It's just interesting. I find I and and this might literally get me canceled by the army, but like I <laughs> find it interesting that like BTS did that collaboration with McDonald's, because like weren't they like all about fighting social causes and everything and like being pretty like woke? Yeah. And then you'd think you know like you know McDonald's doesn't have the best rep with yeah. like ethical practices or like humane treatment. Oh yeah, that's a real lot to get into yeah, there. They're, they're kind of like the biggest perpetrators of the factory farm like complex that we find ourselves in right now Yeesh. um so you know chew on that beat <laughs> jesus jeez but i'd be lying if i said that wasn't my first thought when i saw the collaboration mm-hmm. my first thought was like i mean yes it makes sense biggest thing in the world and biggest band in the world and sure. mcdonald's sorry <laughs> biggest thing in the world and mcdonald's yeah no like biggest band in the world and biggest fast food chain in the world makes sense but yeah. it's just like i thought bts was they had a song come out called Butter, and they didn't do anything with that. <laughs> Corn cup with butter. Yeah. It's smooth like it. Yeah. Yeah, anyway. Yeah, I didn't realize how angry I was, but that was very, like, cathartic. It just makes me think, like, was it, like how much thought was put into this, you know? Because clearly not a lot into the conceptualization. Maybe it's because, like, COVID that, like... And then on BTS's yeah. side, clearly not, like, ethically, so, you know. Let me ask you something. <laughs> Let me ask you something, and this will be our last thing before you I'm genuinely scared about this opinion that I have. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. No, no, like, no. I'm genuinely scared. Well, let me deviate you off here a little bit. <laughs> it, it, are we not getting interesting food, like, seasonal promotional food from McDonald's? 
because of COVID or because is that how Singapore has always been? Because I remember like living in the Philippines or even in, or more more in America that like you'd be like, oh, here's this new thing. It's only been here for a while. It's actually really good. Then it goes away. I honestly think McDonald's. Like, I honestly think McDonald's has such a big market share in Singapore. They just don't care. They just stop caring because look at KFC. KFC mm. is like desperate. Yeah, they're really trying. <laughs> Have you seen like their like bonus? Like you know, like their limited edition menu items. Like, let me just pull up <laughs> KFC Singapore real quick to see what craziness they have cooked up now. I yep. have no idea what I'm about to see because I have not see. been keeping up. But let's see. Their latest item is the KFC Triple Zinger Cheesy... Wait, what? That's the new KFC Cheesy Zinger Triple Down. That's a lot of stuff. It's essentially yeah, tr- three fried patties with like a whole bunch oh. of shit. Oh, so, so yeah, they're That's they're scary. they're still working in that realm. <laughs> Let me tell you something though. This, this, this sorry, I just remember this. I found this very funny. Oh yeah, sorry, I forgot about this. Too. Yeah, 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 the KFC popsicle. Who can uh? forget? Yeah. So, is that chicken? What is that? I think, Ice cream? I, it's probably chicken. Oh yeah, it's just chicken on a stick. Okay, I get it. Yeah. So you know they're trying something. <laughs> Let me show you. Let me. You know. You know whole real kind of fucking can't beat them. Join them. Look at this. Look at this promo. I'm just gonna kind of hold it far away. One thousand light. Uh, what do you look? What are you showing? No, it's yeah, yep. Yeah. Uh, it's 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 purple, so it's B, it's BTS color. It's from Texas Chicken. <laughs> Nathan, get a biscuit, some tenders, and a Ciora, and enjoy Texas Chicken's BTS meal. <laughs> Wait, what? Biscuit, tenders, that fucking mango juice, whatever Ciora. It's Texas Chicken's BTS meal. <laughs> okay, I that that there you is, go. That's better. That's how you do it. That's better. <laughs> that's so much better than the McDonald's BTS. Yeah, come on. Yeah. And That's what's amazing. great is that this is literally something you get all the time. <laughs> <laughs> but at least this is clever. Oh, forward me that. That's amazing. Biscuit, tenders, and sejour. The BTS meal. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> I love that. Like, they're just like shitting on the bandwagon while jumping on it at the same time. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Respect, Texas chicken. Respect. Your chicken's not great, but your marketing is not too bad. <laughs> that, dude, yeah. Your chicken's good. Is it really? Oh, I like it. Uh, I've had it twice now, and it disappointed me. You know what's my new jam? Well, guess who's not sponsoring the show anymore? Oh, boy. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, what's the last time you went to Popeye's? Um, it's probably the last time I had fried chicken. Yeah. Oh, okay. Recently. Yeah. Um, there's one not too far from uh, my studio, so mm-hmm. like Cross Street Exchange. Right. Oh, which, really quick, not to get into a big of a thing. Uh, there's a mall in, in, in uh, Chinatown where if you go into the basement, there's like a kitchen, like a, like a kitchen used by like 30 different restaurants, and you can order any food from there. You get it from a window. Yeah. It's pretty cool, so you can mix and match. Anyway, one of those places those is Those are cloud Popeyes. kitchens. Yeah, it's a really good concept. I enjoy it. There's tons. It's, yeah. It. I find it a little dystopian, but also... I kind of like it. I, I find it exciting. <laughs> yeah. I fucking plug into a machine, beep, beep, beep. Some <laughs> robot puts food in a box. I take it out. I eat it. It's great. Um, and there's no storefront or anything, but one of them is a Popeyes. Yeah. And anyway, this is a long way to say that they have this thing that's like breaded mushrooms. Mm. I'm guessing they've had the menu on the, all the times, but I just feel like, oh, you know, I'm trying to be more vegetarian. Let me try that. Uh, a little bit of ranch sauce. It is, Nathan, it is fucking delicious. <laughs> it's so good. I'll take your word for it, man. Go try it. I had it two days in a row. I'm like, this I'll is just so good. It. I'll take your word for it. Like, I need to adjust my diet because something is happening like i I, i'm not eating less Mm -hmm. i'm not actively if anything like i'm eating a fair bit like uh, like all the meals that i've had in recent memory i have i i I ate them to completion um (laughs) what (laughs) 
<laughs> like I ate them till I couldn't go anymore. You know, okay, okay, like okay. I wasn't like I'm only gonna eat this, and okay. like I'm not full, but I'm gonna stop. Little you know, it was like I, I ate till I couldn't eat anymore. Yeah. Strangely, um, like I'm the lightest I've been in a while. Nice. No, not nice. I'm worried. <laughs> oh, yeah, okay. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm a little bit worried. Like I'm the lightest I've been in a while. I'm trying to figure out why. Uh, is it because I'm not like exercising enough? Mm-hmm. Is it because like I'm, or or, or is it because I'm doing too much cardio because I cycle a lot and like I run a fair bit, and I'm not doing enough like strength training or something, but I'm like slightly worried because I just don't know. Like this is the first time that's happened in my life where like I'm not actively trying to lose weight and I'm the lightest I've been in a while. Right. I know that sounds like real like humble braggy, but I'm genuinely like you know this is not right. <laughs> Maybe you have a meal, you have a worm or something. Maybe I don't know. Probably not. Anyway, um, yeah. But yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe I just I, maybe I just need to eat less junk. Like I think the junk is just like not like it's 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 causing my body to just give up on like building muscle or something. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well, I mean, have you been lifting? No. Yeah. That's probably why too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I've, you I've, are skinny now that I look at you. I want to go on like a health kick, you know? Yeah, because I don't feel healthy. Right, like right, right. you know, like this is not some kind of like oh, humble, look how skinny I am. No, like I gen- I don't feel like the healthiest right now, and right. I'm not sure exactly why because like I'm 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 eating. I guess I'm just not exercising the right way because like I'm just doing a lot of like sweating. <laughs> um, uh, you look like you're getting to marathon mode. Maybe I don't know. Um, but yeah, I'll I'll figure that out. Like I want the second half of my year to be a little bit healthier. Go for it. Yeah. I'm doing pretty I feel pretty good. I mean, other than the fact that I had Popeye's twice in a row. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I just had the mushrooms. Yeah. And then I had like uh what I had a cauliflower tacos, which were super good. Wow. So they called huevos. Nice. So that was nice. Anyway, yeah, we'll work on it. We'll work on it. Because I'm yeah. trying to be all healthy too. Speaking of things that are um unhealthy and not good for you, have you seen Fast and Furious Nine? Oh, can't wait. Wanna go watch it? Yeah, let's go. Let's go. All I, right. I need to watch Quiet Place Two first, but Okay, fast nine. Okay, let's do it. <laughs> All right. Thank you very much for listening. Thank you for subscribing. Thank you for telling a friend. Yeah. All of the good stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, reach out to us. Uh, Please do. I like it. If you have any questions or whatever it is, uh, and we'll get into it and try to parse it out. Same way we tried to, you know, thought experiment our way into a topic today. It's uh, fun. I appreciate you guys for uh, providing a safe space for us to do so um, and being a very lovely community to be able to have these conversations with um and until the next one thanks for the hang thanks for the hang that, that felt weirdly formal <laughs> just like how we start what a place to be it's a good day for a good time with a good hang it's a good day for a good time with a good hang what a good way, what a good sign, what a good thing. It's a good day for a good time with a good hang.